Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Here we are again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. When I start to talk slow, when I start to sing, when I say, oh, you're welcome, I'm setting you up because you know it's going to be good. And I always deliver. That's always the nice thing. So today, no exception, Jen Potter. Now, I was curious about Jen. The first thing I noticed was this gigantic smile that I just told her. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's just, it's still right there that I'm looking at right now. It's on all of her social you can tell when people do the pictures or if, especially when you're taking pictures of yourself, sometimes you can tell when they're like kind of forced. This It's a natural. So Jen, serial entrepreneur, speaker, investment builder, now is probably the right time to give a half a listen to time of year. We all change our way of thinking after perhaps the... Uh, possible regret of overspending. I'm just not sure. But new year, new beginnings, anytime is always a good time to start. And not that this should come last in the list. It's just happens to be the order I read things in. The mom to three beautiful kiddos. You don't just wake up one day and do all of these things, as we know. And we're going to find out what Jen's story is, because... It may have started somewhere, not where she's at right now. And I think that she's going to remind us that I guess we're in control. Janet Jackson, thank you. So with that, I say welcome, welcome, Jen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and making me blush. I was like trying not to smile like excessively. <laughs> you can't, you can't not. No, you see, you can't not. Any picture I see, like I can just tell, like you walk into the room and regardless, it could be raining. It could be like you could have just gotten caught in whatever. And you'd be like, you still got the smile on and that's fine. And people need that. People really, really need that. So never stop is what I'm going to say. There's lots to talk about. But before we definitely delve in and get started, the loaded question of the day, because I want to know more. So tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. I guess it's kind of 
how I got to where I am today. And I have severe ADHD. So I always want to do all the things all of the time. And I felt like I was like that from a very early age, super young. I worked a lot. I always had four jobs at a time. So I, I feel like for me personally, doing all of the things all of the time is how I function best. Some people mm-hmm. say that that's not necessarily true, but I guess for me personally, I love juggling all of the things. I love having all the balls up in the air. And I finally got to a point in my life where I feel like I'm learning how to delegate and I feel like mm. I'm always learning. I'm learning how to delegate all of the things so I can continue to do all of the things and continue to grow and expand. So giving other people responsibilities so I can continue doing things all the time. So are you ever quiet and still? Sometimes, yes. So I actually, believe it or not, I've taught yoga for over 10 years. I am a <laughs> yoga and meditation instructor. Yep, I know. I haven't done it as much since COVID because it's okay. been kind of tough. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. I did practice all throughout COVID, but because of I am the way I am, I actually learned how to teach a guided meditation and a guided yoga because it allows me to be calm by teaching others how to breathe, how to do all of those things. It allows me to be present. So for me personally, even if it's just a few minutes a day, I stop, I breathe, you know, I do all the things that I'm thankful for. So yes, I can be calm. It's very difficult. It's usually first thing in the morning and really, you know, late at night when the kids are sleeping and I can just sit there and kind of detach, but it is tough for me. I can so relate to the constant motion and keeping all the balls in the air. Do people look at you like you're some sort of, I'll say, oddity, take no offense, because you're doing things that almost are superhuman. I feel like in every day is a practice. So some days are better than others. It's usually when the curveball of something I can't control kind of falls into the mix. And that's when, you know, things kind of spiral in different places. But for me, there's just something about this constant range of motion. It's this constant, I can do this, I can do this better, or I really, how can I be the best version of myself? And if I'm the best version of myself, how can I teach other people how to be the best versions of themselves? But just doing all of the things, it it brings me joy. It really does. Like it makes me so happy to be able to constantly do all of the things. And because I can, you know, I said this in a conversation with someone else earlier today, I choose to do all of these things. I don't, have to do any of them. I could Mm -hmm. work a regular job. I could have a super simple structure. I could make money doing something very easy. But for me, it's the challenge of thinking outside of the box. I know I'm an innovator. It's very natural to me to want to be an entrepreneur and teach other people how to do it. So I am crazy. (laughs) Crazy in a good way. I say that only because people are probably in awe, comma, probably envious, comma, And curious, like, how is she doing it? And with a smile on your face, like you're not doing anything begrudgingly. You're like, God damn it. I get because you said I get to, I don't have to. So I don't think you live in a world of should have. And that's what probably makes it lighter and easier because choice is choice. You know, it's funny because a lot of people are like, you have these superhuman abilities. You're like superwoman. And I stop every time someone says that. And I'm like, no, I'm really not. I've just kind of learned how to delegate responsibility. I've learned how to schedule my time efficiently. You know, one of the things I talk about all the time in groups is 
how to schedule our time, how to put boundaries on all of our limits, how to say from this time to this time, these are the times that I'm going to work. And then after this certain period of time, this is when I'm going to spend time with my kids. And by having those hard boundaries and setting the schedules, it gives me a condensed time of when I have to work. And then I break it down even further. And I say from this time to this time, these are the things that I'm going to do at this point in time. It's very fulfilling for me to be able to do all of this all of the time. Hyper-focus. So then I want to say your ADD is really working for you. I love the start and end time. Like I can do this and I can dedicate and I can be focused and I can give you 45 good minutes and then peace out onto the next. And I don't want to assume with no guilt, like, oh, I could have made this a little better You'll never achieve perfection. And the more you try to perfect something, the less time you are spending living your life, right? There's so many people that just get stuck on, no, I get to do it this way and it has to be perfect and it has to look like this. And I can't move to the next step until it's fully Mm. complete, right? Nothing would ever be complete. You know, if you were in IT, right? One of the things that they do, like Google, if they're going to do an update or Apple, right? They'll Mm -hmm, do an update. mm -hmm. Do you think they're going to give us notice that they did an update? They're just going to push it with all of the imperfections. They're going to just get it out and they're going to say, here, try it and do it, right? They don't sit there and they don't try to perfect it. You go out, you create something, and then you perfect it as you're moving forward. So that way you're always taking the next step. So that way you're always growing. If something doesn't work out, what could I have done better to make the next step even better as I continue to move forward? And that's kind of what life is. It really is when you're open to learning this part, learning that part, you also learn audibly. Yes. Because I know that I am visual in a lot of ways, but then I could also let me listen, let me hear, and it does stick with you. How do you get your information? How do you take it in? That's a great question. Uh, Some people ask me that a lot. And I can't always control what it is that I process, right? So sometimes I want to look at something and I want to remember what's in front of me. And then for the life of me, I'll turn around and I'm like, what the hell was that? But then I'll see something and it's forever burned in my brain. So it's almost like my mind is taking pictures, but it's kind of Mm -hmm. on its own accord. And it works both the same way auditory as well. So like if we're talking about something and I'm really focused and I can visualize it, I don't forget it. As I'm focusing on what I'm processing, I don't see anything else around me. So I have crazy tunnel vision. So like when we're talking, nothing around me exists. And I call it a skill. My husband may call it something else. I can. (laughs) He may have a different opinion. I understand. Yeah, it's a completely Uh different opinion because I can actually not hear anything around me, which is the most amazing thing. And I feel like, you know, as I've been, as I've gotten older, I've perfected it. Like I have three kids. I can drown out all of that noise Mm -hmm, all of the time. mm -hmm. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And when did you realize your superpower? Like, I don't have to study. Oh, like guys, this is easy. Don't you remember? She, you know, she said this yesterday and boom, your test is done and they're struggling. Did you realize it? I think I took it for granted when I was younger. Mm. And, you know, I felt like I, I was always very creative and I was always into, into the arts and but like school came very naturally. I actually got scholarships to go to school, like math scholarships, because mm-hmm, they were things mm-hmm. that like I really enjoyed doing. But I took it for granted when I was when I was younger, younger. 
Then when I went to school, when I was a little bit later, I went back to college. And when I went back to get my degree, I realized how easy a lot of it was. And, you know, I'm like, is it the school? Like, is it the the work that I'm being given? But I also know that if I enjoy what I'm doing, it makes it easier. Everything that I'm doing, I try to find joy within it, right? So like all of the mm-hmm. things that I do, like you say, I'm always happy. I'm always happy because I always try to find the positives in everything mm-hmm. that I'm doing. And I feel like that that's more my superpower is finding the positivity amongst all of the other things. Because when I can find something positive, I'm always going to remember it. I'm always going to retain it, which is why I constantly want to learn and grow. Love, love, love that. So I'm also curious, so you're a coach and you can go down a lot of different avenues. Tell me some earlier career choices that you did, because I too, I've worked on a lot of things. I've been, and I use air quotes, I've been a lot of positions that they never really defined me. So I just always did things I liked or that I wanted to learn also. So hit me with a couple. Let's go. So growing up, I think I was in restaurants probably the longest. That was Mm -hmm. one job that I always found a lot of joy in personally, especially bartending. I did that for, God, 18, 19 years, I think, almost 20 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. I was in the restaurant business and that was probably one of my favorite jobs. But at the end of the day, when I would always ask myself, maybe I should open a restaurant, I would always be like, time out. I don't want to work 150 hours a week. So it really took a lot out of me to be able to pull away from that because it was something I always really enjoyed doing. And it's funny, all of my friends own restaurants, but hard pass for me because I really respect how hard that they have to work for it. And especially having kids, I know how hard that is. So restaurants were a big thing. I went to school. My degree is in exercise, health science, and biology, pretty much nutrition. I worked in a gym for almost 20 years as well. So I did that for a really long time. On top of being a yoga instructor, I worked the front Mm -hmm. end of a gym for a really long time. And I really love that gym. And ironically, I'm still a member. I feel like I can't get away. It's like Hotel California, but I Mm -hmm. love it. And um, after I was done with school or went back to school, I've worked in retail for a really long time. I was an analyst for a very long time. That's kind of where I think the numbers Mm -hmm. thing came in. And it was Mm -hmm. so gratifying, like, you know, as a consultant and doing analytical work. That to me was so amazing. But at the end of the day, there was nothing that was tangible for me with that job. So that was kind of like the turning point as to why I became a business owner. I love that job, but it was just, it wasn't there for me. I mean, those were like my major jobs that I kind of held. And I'm sure that there were like 150 in between because like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm always doing different jobs and someone will come to me with an idea. I'm like, that sounds fantastic. Let's go do that. Oh, you need a bookkeeper? Great. I got you. You need this. (laughs) Let's do this. Oh, And you know, so that was like, it was always me and it wasn't always about making the money. It was more of what can I learn different? And Mm -hmm. for me, that's what I think it's always about. I always want to learn something new. And even as I continue to build businesses going into 2023, I'm working in two different businesses that I know nothing about, but I want to be educated in it and I want to learn about it and I want to grow. And so I find a lot of fun in that. I love it. Where do I even begin? First, I love that you've done whatever you just mentioned and then all of the ones probably that you'll remember when we're done. And you were at places for not just six months, you you know, long enough to know whether it was working or not working. It wasn't really scratching your itch. It was good. And it wasn't really scratching your itch. And you had no problem moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, because you didn't let anything define you. And 
your limitless confidence, where does that come from? To be perfectly honest, I have no idea because, you know, my dad has done the same job his entire life. Mm -hmm. My dad's a contractor Mm -hmm. and he's always done Mm -hmm. the same thing. My siblings are very similar. They all have the same type of job that they've had for a really long time. And while they're very successful at all the things that they do, for me, it was, I always wanted to try something different. The way that I was brought up, I came from a really tough environment and Mm -hmm. it was almost as if I really wasn't dealt a great hand and I had the option to fall into the product of my environment or I could change my life and do whatever I wanted. And it was probably very early on when I kind of got the, oh, I can do whatever I want. Like going into adulthood, even at 18, oh, I can go work at this job because I want to work at this job and I don't have to do this. I can do something else. I'd probably say I've had this mentality probably my whole life of just saying, oh, if I don't like that, I can do something else. It's so interesting because you know what you're looking for. You know what it is. Maybe I'll try this on. Maybe I'll try that on. It fits okay. But you know what? That, you know, Next winter, eh, this coat's really not doing it for me anymore. So let me go find something else. Who's to say that I have to stop here? Who's to say that if I want to go do something else, I can't go do it? Someday I want to get my doctorate. And everybody's like, why? Why do you want your doctorate? I'm like, I don't know, because I can. Like, if I want to do it, I can do it. And I think as I got older, the mentality kind of, it solidified like A, having kids. When I was 30, I was diagnosed with a heart condition. And I think it was the heart condition that kind of changed my life because Mm. I was told I couldn't do a lot of things. I ran the Boston Marathon in 2011. I was told in 2012, I'll never run a marathon again. I'm running Boston Marathon in 2023. So I'm training for a marathon right now. And when I'm told that I can't do something, hell or high water, I'm going to do it and do it twice and then show you how to do it again. Because (laughs) nobody's going to tell me that I can't do something. Like we have that choice. Like when people are like, oh, I don't have enough money to start a business. Well, what can you start? What is tangible? You got 20 bucks. Great. How can we make that into 40? Like I started my first t-shirt business with 500 bucks. Then I started a babysitting company. I said, if I can do this, what about this? How am I going to get there? How am I going to get enough money to kind of do it? I kind of feel like it was like the hustle side of me, the way I grew up, like how many jobs do I have to have to get all the things that Mm -hmm. I want? Right. Mm -hmm. But no one's going to tell me that I can't do it because we can do whatever. And if they did tell you, you're not going to listen to them. No, that's exactly it. Right. You can tell me I can't do something. I'm Mm going to say, well, that Mm -hmm. sounds great. Thank you for your advice. That works the same in my relationship. And it's kind of like an inside joke. He's like, you're going to tell me I shouldn't do something. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to listen and listen to everybody else's advice, but don't listen to anything at all and pick all the different things that work for you. Like you may say something to me. I'm like, oh, that sounds fantastic. Words are words and the free will that you're putting it out there. You're saying duly noted to some that I'd be like, okay, keep walking. Uh Uh-huh. Watch me. (laughs) You feel the need to share your opinion with me. Nine times out of 10, it's to help me, warn me how I can't be doing something, which is really the person projecting. It is. They're talking to themselves. I've done it. I'm guilty. I know exactly when it's the younger me talking and I know it and and I'm older and I'm wiser. And usually if I can't stop it, even before it happens, after as I'm hearing it, I do try and be like, okay, Stephanie, you're not, 
You're not them. They're not you. And do you stop at some crossroads? Maybe you do stop at the stop signs, but maybe you get more yield signs than stops than the average person because you'll be like, yeah, let me just merge onto this little highway, see where this takes us. Oh, well, not what I wanted. Oh, look, next exit. Let's get off. Oh, that's so me. (laughs) Right? Did you have any idea how you were going to get to the something different? Early on, no. I just knew that I didn't want what I had. I knew that where I was, it wasn't where I wanted to be. And what could I do differently? You know, like I said, my dad was a business owner. And what are the things that he did that I could do different to be an even better business owner? And, you know, not saying Mm -hmm. that he was a terrible business owner, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't Mm -hmm. great at it. And so, like, I wanted to be able to kind of refine that. What could I do different? And everything that I've done, like you said, oh, maybe I get off here. Oh, maybe I get back on. Maybe it was a good choice. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a good Mm -hmm. choice, but Mm -hmm. it was a learning experience, right? If you learn from it, it's not a mistake. If you do it twice, then it's a mistake, right? So I always say, if you learn from it and you grow, you move on. And I think just having that mentality just from an early age, and I got to this point and I'm sure you're there, right? I turned 40 this year in April and <laughs> I, and I am I'm so, like years ago my friend go right. on decades it's not, ago it's not that long ago <laughs> and I'm at this point in my life where I look at someone who's 15 years younger than me. I'm like, they have Mm -hmm. no idea Mm -hmm. what's going to happen between 25 and 30. And then what happens between 30 and 35 and even more so 37 to 40, that 37 to 40 mark, the amount of information that I've learned and I've grown, I can only imagine what it's going to be as I continue to grow because I'm at a point in my life where I just, pardon my language, I just don't give a fuck. You could tell me like, I don't like all of the things that you're doing. You can Uh say whatever you say Uh to me and I'm still going to sleep the same way at night. It's not going to change my perspective. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Like you could say something, you know, people are like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. (laughs) But usually when when they preface that, you know that maybe they do. You know, it's like, I don't want to. Listen, if you're going to say something constructive, let me know when I have a piece of spinach between my teeth. Let me know when I'm dragging toilet paper on my shoe out of the ladies room. That's helping me. Right. You know, oh, my crown's a little crooked. Let me straighten that for you. That's helping me. So let's talk about some of the coaching services and things that you do offer. Let's start there. Go. Absolutely. So I have a strategic business consulting firm. And that's one of the things that I do. I do one-on-one work for companies. I do them in groups. I do all different types of businesses. And I help to find things that they're working on that need to be fixed and help them to elevate to the next level. That's one of the biggest things that I do with our consulting firm. That's the, you know, one of my main focuses that I do work on. I do have a few other businesses that I'm working on. I have a professional babysitting and nannying agency, and that stemmed from pure necessity. I have lots of children, right? I have three children. My mother-in-law is in her mid-70s. My family doesn't live around here. So for me, we needed additional childcare. And I created a group here on the South Coast about 10 years ago for families to kind of connect. And through that, I realized that there was a problem. There's no childcare. And babysitting is the most under-regulated job in the country. Mm-hmm. How could we offer a service that offered additional protection, that did additional vetting? Well, the only way you could do it is by owning a business. And 
my company doesn't exist in the state of Massachusetts till I started this. There are other companies that are similar, but they don't have the same type of model. So it was very hard to get insurance and get people on board Mm -hmm. with what I was doing. But Mm -hmm. it took off actually during the pandemic. And we serviced a lot of healthcare providers and first responders. And our needing agency wasn't supposed to actually kick until I think year three. And it was six months into the company that we actually had to add it. And that's probably my fastest growing company. We've hired and placed over 500 babysitters or nannies in about two years. And through that company, we offered cleaning services. Everybody's home. Nobody's leaving. Like, so our -hmm, our babysitters mm -hmm. would start cleaning the houses. Then that got so big that we had to separate it. And we started a cleaning company. If you would have asked me if I was going to start a cleaning company, that's a whole nother story. My answer would have been absolutely not. I love cleaning my own house. I don't love cleaning other people's houses. But then... I actually started cleaning other people's houses because I wanted to know what my employees were doing. What could we do better? What kind of equipment could we get? I am obsessed with cleaning bathrooms. It's the the most random thing in the world. I was like, give me a power tool and I will go scrub a tub because it's so relaxing. (laughs) But it's like power washing though. I do enjoy power washing. It's so satisfying seeing the dirt There's something about, yes, watching the tub just glow. Oh, Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. about it. I love it. So, you know, I have that, you know, prior to all of this, when I was in the business accelerator, I started an apparel company. I started, believe it or not, inspirational apparel. I know surprising with, you know. Oh, okay. Go on. Yeah. 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 So I started a inspirational apparel company Mm -hmm. towards women called Beautiful Collective to be yourself, to be you. And I actually have either the word B or a bumblebee in all of my logos. All of love. To remind myself to be. Yes. So you do in all of your movement and activity, because there's a lot. There's a lot. (laughs) There's there's a lot. And I'm sure we're not even, you know, really talking about each and every one. But then you still have the wherewithal to take the moment. And it could just be a moment. And you might just need the five minutes or the 10 minutes. And if you're a trained yogi, so you know how to ground quickly, you know how to get your peace and literally like bring that body into relaxation. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, I don't know about anyone else. I might need a nap by the time we're done. My goodness, there's so much this just morphed into that and you go with everything almost looking for like your eyes are just so wide open that when you say oh wait what was that behind that door that could be that next opportunity of course they're going to need this like your finger is so on the pulse but you also did say you started this with delegating absolutely and I see the importance of that on many levels, but more importantly, on your, for your personal strive, that it is so important. And do you find when you do delegate, it really does free up your time, the constant okay. learner that you are to learn more? It does. And, you know, I think that that's super important, which a lot of people miss in business with the businesses that I have. I have people who are really good at their job. 
And I hire people who are reliable and trustworthy and dependable. That's literally part of what we say when we hire people. If you are not reliable, trustworthy, and dependable, we're not going to hire you for a family, but we're not going to hire you for ourselves. Like I want your references to come back and tell me all those things about you because I know that those are going to be the best possible people to work for me. If they are all of those things, I can delegate responsibility to them and know that if I have to shut off, I can, you know, for me, if something happens and I end up in the hospital, I know I can clear my calendar and I know that like my GM would just take everything mm-hmm. on. I know without a shadow of a doubt, because if I had to do the same thing for her or anybody mm-hmm. else, it would work both ways. And I have no problem shutting things down if I have to. It stresses me out a little bit because then I'm going to mm-hmm. add on to it's that. It's not optimal. But, Correct. It's not it's, optimal. It's, 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 not it's doable. It's it, not it impossible. Is. It is. And everything we do, like I said it before, like it's by choice. So like Mm -hmm. I choose to fill up my calendar. I choose to do all of these things, but I try to do it all with intention. Like Mondays, I typically don't schedule anything. I leave my entire Monday open so I can get prepared for the week. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I'm not going to have a phone call. It just means that you can't actually go into my calendar and schedule a phone call. But if you Mm -hmm. called my phone, I may answer. But it allows myself to start off the week Mm. in a controlled environment. It's so easy for us to hit the ground running on Monday that by Wednesday, Mm. we're like burnt out. So smart. So smart. By Tuesday, forget about it. And then when you hit the ground running on Monday, that usually means it creeps in on you on Sunday on the plan on how you're going to hit the ground running. So you've screwed yourself out of part of your weekend and so on and so on. Oh my goodness. I agree. I can keep talking to you for hours, my friend. I know, but I just want to be like so respectful of your time. But I think we're going to continue this in the new year because it's so interesting and we we need to hear all the shit that you do. There's so much more that I wanted to touch on. But in the interim... Tell us where we're going to find you. What are your social handles? If people want to work with you, where can they find you? We can put it all in the show notes, but I still like hearing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So if you're on Instagram, that's probably one of the biggest handles that I'm on. It's Jen underscore live your best life. Facebook, you can just look up Jen Potter. I pop right up this big smile. You can't miss big it. Same smile, thing. All, you'll see. All of my pictures. Yeah, they're, they're all the same. You'll see what I'm talking all the about. Same. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're big smiles all across all my social media. LinkedIn, I'm really big on LinkedIn. So I really love going on there. I love every person I connect to. If you send me a DM, I love having coffee conversations, love jumping on phone calls. You can send me an email, jen at epic47.com. And any way that you want to get in touch with me, get in touch with me, reach out to me, tell me how you heard from where and let's talk. I I love talking to people. Shocking, right? It is surprising. I'm so glad that you came out of your shell for this. (laughs) Thank thank you for allowing it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I won't keep you, but thank you so much. This has been just the start. We're going to call it just the starting conversation because we're not even toward the edge of the end of the diving board. Maybe we're still like climbing up the rungs. My God, this girl has so much more up her sleeve that I definitely want to find out about for sure. Well, to be continued is what I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessed holiday and happy new year to you and your family. Continued good health because we want to continue this conversation. What did I tell you guys? I, you know, I God, you're welcome is all I could always say. She was amazing. Amazing. One of my biggest takeaways is the amount of grace that she gives herself because there's no judgment. Do it. Okay. If not, learn from it. Keep moving. 
keep going. No feet were stuck in the sand because it didn't work out. She went on to do 18 other things and still not done. So let's go, everybody. Let's go. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Comments, joyfoundhere.com. I know we're going to have them. Oh, five-star rating, Spotify. Yes, yes, yes. Five stars for this one. Thank you. Anything less? Thanks, but you can hold on to that one. I can't believe we are coming to the end of another year. 2022, going into our third year of talking. What in the world? They made the mistake of giving me the microphone. I wish everyone a really blessed holiday and the happiest and healthiest of New Year's to come. Thank you as always. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.